Hello, and welcome to the Our Favorite Films podcast. I am joined today by my wonderful uncle, Ezra Stoker Graham. Hello. Hello, how are you, Ella? I am doing all right. Holding up. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Just fine. Beautiful day out there today. Yep. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Um, And just before we get into anything, um, I want to clarify that we are recording remotely right now because we are in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, And so I wish we could be looking at each other having a conversation right now, but that is not a possibility, but we're making do. Yep. About a Um, mile and a half away from each other. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, and today we we are going to be discussing Parasite, which was Bong Joon-ho's 2019 film. Before we get into anything, um, just want to clarify, we will be going into spoilers from the get-go as well. If you didn't say it, I was going to say that. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to spoil the crap out of it. Yes. Go right ahead. All right. (laughs) Give us, give us a summary. It's a story of, a. Uh, a poor family and a rich family and the way their lives interconnect in really surprising and scary and humorous uh, and suspenseful ways. Um, It's about um, the subtle ways that um, class plays on the poor. It's about people who are not seen. uh, And it's just, it's really expertly done and suspenseful and, just a wild ride at the movies. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's a wild ride would be a good, it's a perfect way to, to phrase it. Um, so when and where did you first see this film? The first time I saw it was kind of funny because it was with my friend Jason at his house. He has a pretty giant TV in his basement, which mm-hmm. is kind of good. Uh, <laughs> and I, I was thinking, I was like, I, that was about three months ago. It was Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, holiday weekend. Okay. And it was actually you, uh, all of the cousins were all gone. So it was just me and Phoenix were hanging out together. Mm-hmm. And I, wa- I walked over to hit Jason's house and watch it with him. And like, I almost never just watch a movie with a friend at their house. Right. Or at my house. So that was, that was a funny first way to watch it. I can't even remember the last time I did that actually. Um, so yeah, that was the first time. Okay. So what type of headspace were you in when you first saw it? How, what, what did you know about the movie and how were you feeling separately from it? Yeah. Um, I, one of the cool things about it is that I had only heard this is, it's an amazing movie. You got to go see it. You had mentioned that it was had been at the Grand and it was going to come back. And then I kept then I think I missed it, though. I missed my <laughs> chance and <clears throat> I was bummed. I even said to Jay, I was thinking I could go. You guys were gone. I'm like, this would be the perfect time to go. But it was gone. So then he just bought it, you know, at, so we could watch it at his place. Um, so I really I, did, I hadn't read a single thing about it. Um I had just heard little bits of conversation, right? Probably I talked to you a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, which is also pretty rare for me going into a movie, not knowing anything about a movie. So, um, but I knew enough to know it would be rewarding to, to not know much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just went in completely cold. I hadn't even watched like a trailer, anything. 
That's good. So that's yeah, that's it, how it, it was for this one. Yeah. 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 So that, that was awesome. Um, yeah. So I just walked over his place, watched it just with him and then, yeah, walked back home afterwards. So, um, yeah. and the headspace I was in, I don't know. It was just sort of like, um, a relaxed weekend. Like I said, it was just, uh, Phoenix and I, my 17 year old, as you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and we were going to just, we just were watching football and hanging out and just, you know, just having a, a mellow weekend. And so I was just, it was, I was just kind of excited to watch a movie with a friend. It was a little weird, just like I said, to go and watch a movie with a friend like that, you know, just sitting with him and, you know, we're not in the theater even, there's no yeah. other people around. And, and so, and then like, as it ended, he's like, well, what did you think? And he was a little critical of it even. And mm-hmm. I, right away, I was like, uh, no, I think that was pretty freaking incredible. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like, as, as I walked home, so it's like a two mile walk or so probably, um, I kind of walk through University of Puget Sound campus and I even like watch the trailer for the first time after it because awesome. I was sort of like, you know, I was like a man in love with yes. the movie. Yeah, like, and just, yeah. And what I found right at the beginning was even just, um, I, I love the trailer. Like I've watched the trailer a whole bunch of times mm-hmm. now too. And, and the thing about the trailer that most gets me is like when the doorbell rings, yes. it just, it hits something in me. Um, because obviously it, it's such a key part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's a few different times. It's it's you know kind of pivotal in the movie, um, sure. but especially one time when it's mm-hmm. like truly this moment you know of change, giant change. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was that was the first time. Yeah, nice. And mm-hmm. you've rewatched it since. And how many times is that? Can you remind me? I have watched it four times total now. So awesome. I watched it. Yeah. So yeah, so then I, the next weekend, that was like a Saturday night. And then the next Sunday, I went with you in Phoenix. Yep. Uh, and then the next, the next day, I went with my friend Steve. <laughs> um, and it was really one of those things like I wanted to share it with people. I'm like, oh, you got to see this movie. I'll go again. And like I had, I've never done that before. I've never gone to see a movie twice in a row, mm. like two days in a row in the theater. Um, and then I just watched it for the fourth time, like, five, six days ago with Callie. Um, so, and so I've, I've never watched it by myself. I've always watched it with somebody else twice at, at home and, you know, somebody's house and then twice in the theater. Nice. Um, and with every rewatch, how have your feelings changed and developed about it? Well, so part of it that was so cool, uh, I was thinking about today was how I really didn't know anything about it. Mm. Um, and so, you know, some of the things, the first time you're watching it, it's like I was reading things into it because I'd had an idea that it was suspenseful or sinister or scary or, you know, just very vague notions. So, my, you know, my imagination was sort of running wild with me. So even like scenes in the very beginning where the fumigations happening, mm. you know, I'm thinking, oh, is this how something happens <laughs> where people, be, they become, stra-? you know, some, I, like, my, like I said, I thought, is this going to be like sort of, that kind of movie and then you know even the little moment where he's um folding the pizzas really fast yes right after that i'm thinking oh has he got some kind of superpower (laughs) right and you know something weird and because this was and this was also the first bong joon ho movie i had ever seen so i didn't really i didn't have any context for the kind of movies he makes Mm -hmm. um so um 
and then you know it's very there's this very like sort of comical offbeat vibe going on you know and i'm just and so then also i'm thinking is this the kind of movie it's gonna be the whole time you know so um which when when it shifts tone was like i'll, I'll never have that experience again right. watching it which was anything um but at the same time not like having all those kind of confusions mm. you know in some ways it doesn't didn't take anything away from it but it made it a different movie than like the next time i did know what was happening i and i didn't, wasn't getting caught up in like guessing at what was going to happen i just was more able to focus on the story and look for things and even by the by the time i had watched it the second time i had started to read about and talk with more people like you about it and you know um like you had told me about the the peach scene and so mm-hmm. i had watched this little story about that on youtube and you know things like that um so um and then by especially by the fourth time i had consumed all kinds of stuff <laughs> about it which i i have done sometimes with movies but this is definitely one of the movies that i have gotten the most into of of under like really thinking about all the different tiny little details that were that you don't notice at first that are fun to talk about with people or or not and know don't know everything even the second and third times i didn't want to know too much I wanted to be able to like look for things myself, but then I did definitely read a lot about it too. But, you know, just the little things like when the lights are going on as he's walking up the stairs to kind of realize, Oh, oh I know what that is now. Um, and, you know, it's just this subtle little thing, but I, you know, things like that I just loved. So. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, and this is a very broad question but okay. we've gone over little bits and pieces um, so far, but if you can put into words, what is it about Parasite that you find so compelling that keeps you coming back to it? And why, why was this your choice of something that you find mm-hmm. emotional or personal? Well, yeah. So um, if I really connect, I've said this to, to you and other people, but, I feel like there's a, it's really, it's a super entertaining movie that at the same time has a point of view and it's really pissed off. And, and so it, it, it's like, I just, I connect to that, to the anger of it. I've, you know, I've worked my whole life with um, families in poverty um, and, so this, this, this story about how these people who the system really, it's about a system, not even like, it's not good versus evil or anything, but it's about a system that creates these situations really spoke to me. But then it's also like, I just, there's the way it gathers momentum and it just feels like a perfect, like one piece happens and then the next and it builds on itself. And you hit like, even, I don't know, 25 minutes into it. And then there's like one masterpiece scene Mm -hmm. into the next Mm -hmm. one, into the next one, to the next one. And before you know, it's like over. Yeah. And, and so it's like, you know, by the time that that five minute scene with the peach happens and like they're going back and forth in time and there's humor. And then you can really see like how far they're willing to go to be able to totally infiltrate the park home. Um, And then it, gets to that point 
you know, that, that is one scene. And then it moves to the next piece. Um, and before you know it, you like when they're all in the house and they're going camping, it's just like, you know, that scene to me is just that whole part where they're in the house and they're being loose. And you're like, I'm at least for me, I'm kind of like, be careful. Yeah. And like, what I noticed this time, it's all there for you that it's going to happen. Like the, this fourth time I watch it, I mean, it starts raining right away and they are completely clueless that this rain is going to mean mm -hmm. a lot of things for them because they're so like comfortable already in, in their own way. They're having fun. They're like at peace, you know, and, and, and the mom says the part about they're rich, they're nice because they're rich, yes, you yeah. know, after her husband had said, you know, they're rich and nice. And she says, no, they're nice because mm -hmm. they're rich. Um, and just, yeah, it, the way they talk about that the sister is so com more comfortable. So it's just this whole kind of feeling, but, you know, you can feel it. And it, like, you're like, it's raining, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, go in camping. Don't you understand what's happening? But, and then for that, when that doorbell rings, like I, I talked about, it just is like, and then when she comes in and you're at that moment, especially the first time you're like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. You know, she has this unexplained injury on yep. her face. You never find out what happens. And you're just like, and then she says, you can come, come with me. And it's one of the most times I've been scared in a movie in a long Absolutely. time. And in the, you know, and in the end, it wasn't like she was trying to lead her to her death. It wasn't something truly mm -hmm. horrifying. But at that moment, again, I'm like, what kind of movie is this? What's going, what is down there? And, and the fact, and then like I've said to you too, right as she opens the door and screams, honey, like I was just tripping. I mean, I was like, what, what is going on right now? You know? And so I've enjoyed watching that with other people, yeah. you know, every time seeing the reaction of, of that moment, um, it just wasn't it just, you know, and then all of that happens. And then from there, it just is like continues. It just doesn't let up for like an hour, yeah. like just doesn't let up. Mm -hmm. And when you asked me about um, what movies I was thinking about, another movie that I thought about was um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, because it was a movie that I think I saw three times in the theater when I was mm -hmm. a kid. And it was just what it came out when I was like 11 years old. And we always talked about how it was just nonstop action, but truly like going back and watching it, there are some like, dead spot sort of you know where there's just not a ton of action happening i, I think parasite is more like non-stop for an, the last hour than raiders of the lost ark is in some ways right. so yeah and has that, that was even just watching it for the third time i unfortunately didn't get to finish it from start to finish um today because i've been super busy but it it's so shocking to see something that is I don't even know, almost like um, it knows, you can just feel that Bong Joon-ho knew exactly what he was doing in every single moment. Mm -hmm. And even on a third watch, it's still shocking to see something yes. this good because you mm -hmm. you just don't see it, you know? And, right. Um, yeah, but onto my more Parasite-specific questions. Um, okay. You were talking about how it kind of, it taps into anger um mm -hmm. and 
I want to talk about how when we saw it together, um, yes. the theater that we were in. Um, mm-hmm. Just so we, for listeners, we were in um, a Sunday 1 p.m. screening, and it must have been with maybe a week, week and a half before the Oscars, two weeks around there. Yeah, it was, it was late yeah. January. So Oscar nominations were out. Everyone was trying to see everything nominated. Um, so at a Sunday 1 p.m. showing at our local indie theater, it was a completely sold out house, um, which I was not expecting, but I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and I don't even, I don't remember a lot, but it was probably the worst audience I've ever seen a movie with. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to remember some of the stuff we talked about after we saw, but for me, um, seeing it with it just the basic gist was that they, they didn't get it. Um, mm-hmm. And they had no problem with voicing the fact that they didn't get it or they didn't care enough to right. suspend their belief or put themselves in someone else's shoes. So there's a lot of laughing at very inappropriate times when people are suffering and hurting that you hear snickers mm-hmm. happening. Um, yeah. Like a lot of uncomfortable laughter or yeah, or just sort of not getting the tone, the tone changed, but they weren't ready for the, the fact right. that the tone had changed. And so they thought, Oh, I'm just, this is all supposed to be funny. And it, it's definitely not no, all funny. That's for sure. Definitely not. Yeah. But um, I remember just after we saw it, we were kind of talking about, um, and if you want to talk about this at all, um, how it, as much as seeing it in an environment like that sucked, <laughs> it helped me realize how vital it is um, that something so upfront with what it's about and so literal that people still Mm -hmm. just do not get it and can't bring themselves to invest themselves in an experience that isn't like theirs. Right. Right. Well, it's, I mean, you can draw a metaphor to the movie itself, right? Like a lot of those audience members are closer to the parks than the other family right and so there's this sort of like willful ignorance of the way things are i mean it it was like yeah we are going to go see this movie because that's what we do on a sunday and this movie's supposed to be good and and it started funny so i guess it's funny and um yeah it and to not want to be like oh wait a minute this is harsh and these people are in pain and this is a really messed up situation created by a messed up system. And, and just not to be able to like, just kind of sit with that and, and take it in. Yeah. It was a little like, mm-hmm. huh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It didn't take away too much of my experience yeah. to be honest, because it just was like, I was more into mm-hmm. the movie and, and like watching with you guys than the rest. But I, yeah, I definitely did notice that. That's for sure. And then the next time I saw it was like the next day and it was, you know, I think like a 10 o'clock showing on a Monday night. And so it was more of just sort of being around other people and it wasn't like Mm. packed and a little younger crowd. (laughs) Um, 
but I was just more paying attention to my friend Steve and how he was reacting. And he was like a very good audience member, you know, like definitely talking like, oh, God, what the hell? You know, that kind of stuff, which that was fun. Me. And then the same with Cal. She was definitely like, what is Cal? Oh, my God. Why am I watching this? Oh, so she got she got the tone shift, and so did Steve. That's, that's for sure. And I know yes, you guys did for sure. Um, and just since you mentioned it, I do want to talk about that tone shift because it is so yes. dramatic. And yes, I I think the first time I saw it, um, I I said this in our last episode, but I about a different thing. But I remember I like sitting in the theater. I physically grabbed on to my chair and like looked at my friend mm-hmm. who I was sitting next to um, and like, because it just, come, well, it doesn't come out of nowhere because when you're rewatching it, it is set up obviously, but in that right. moment, it's so shocking. Um, and yeah, absolutely. It just, it, it's an overwhelming feeling of just absolute dread from. Well, it's because he sets you up so much like this is sort of a comedy where this family is going to infiltrate uh, the rich family. And, and he basically leads you down this path of like, this is the movie that you're watching and it's really good. This is a really good, like interesting movie. And there is the peach scene and there's, you know, the scene where he is, uh, well, there's all kinds of little scenes before that, um, you know, that tell the story like how she just names the son Kevin just mm. because she can, and you know, um, just all of this like incredible um, sort of selfish, uh, ignorant behavior by the rich family that that they don't treat them with like they're just awful, evil people, but it's just all they are to see, right? right? So you think it's like it's sto- that's what the story is about, and you're like wondering, okay, well, what's going to happen next? But you don't it does come out of nowhere in the sense of, of, you know, where it leads and then just how it, that transition takes you into the theme so deeply, like down into the theme, (laughs) you know, literally, literally down theme. And then you keep seeing it's already been there, but then it just sets it up so beautifully. How, how often the poor people are heading down and the rich people are up. And how, how one thing that can be a nightmare for a poor family is, oh, it's a pleasant little thing or a story to tell later to your fa- friends or, or all the rain made the pollution go away so we can have a spontaneous little picnic where people are singing opera, you know? And um, it, But just that moment when, when they actually like descend down the stairs and she screams, honey, it like that shift into this dark darkness and then they're literally scurrying around like bugs and you know like the cockroach theme is definitely made clear from the beginning of the movie to like they're crawling around on the floor and um you know this little this kind of undercurrent between the the wife and husband is there like they love each other but there's also resentment that plays out you know it's just like yeah so much (laughs) and it all happens right then and there um, and so we've mentioned yes. the peach a couple times, and that yes. is, mm-hmm. of my own selfishness, I want to 
I want to hear what you have to say about that montage because that is that might be my favorite montage ever um and it's five minutes i think just about exactly five minutes and Mm -hmm. i i think we might have watched the same youtube video essay but it's a certain amount of shots um and each shot lasts almost the same amount of time um but i i think montages can be pretty lazy um but Mm-hmm. this is what montages should be because it takes i don't know something that yeah lasts what it's several days of planning brings it down to five minutes in a way mm-hmm. that's electrifying and fits with the pace of the rest of the story um yeah, and I, I don't know everything about this at all, but I mean, it, just as I think about it, maybe we've even talked about it, but it's almost like it takes it to yes, the second yeah, act, maybe, so. you know, that it's, and so, you know, the first part is sort of lighthearted. There's there's these comic bits and you're getting to know this family and then you've get, you've already gotten to know the Park family a little bit. Um but then the way it comes back and forth in time, and like I said, you know, you get the bits where the the son, they're they're showing the kind of ingenious elements of the family and how they're planning this out, and it's funny, but also you're like, wow, they, they are really being mm-hmm. dastardly here. They they are really trying to take all these other people's jobs who also need jobs, and they're willing to, you know, cause a woman physical harm. Um, and but the also it's funny and you see how how bright they are and also like you know in retrospect man what else could they have done possibly like with their lives could it have gone a different way because you know they they certainly are demonstrating like these very clever you know Mm -hmm. con artist skills um and so, yeah, so the way it all fits together, I mean, I just, every time I laugh when the son is telling, you know, giving yes. his dad acting lessons, you know, and, um, and just the way that plays out and, and the bit where they, they were talking about um, showing the Tabasco sauce or, you know, the, the sauce. And um, then at the very end, how he u- does use the sauce on the napkin to show like she's mm-hmm. copying into it and the, the, the look on his face and all of it is just like, Wow, you know, just just a little five yeah. minutes of perfection, and yeah, just it really does carry it from this kind of like okay, this is one story, and now it's up. Okay, now we've taken it up to from like one. Now we're up to three, and now we're gonna go up right. to five later. Yeah. You know, like, but this is the first jump, and then you're really more into this. Like, you're at the park house now. This is where you're gonna be, and the story's more going to revolve around what's happening here, mm-hmm. at least for a while. And, and then until they all hell breaks loose. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. Um, and yes. the word plan is mentioned a lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. At least four times. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I wanted to hear if you had anything to say about that because it's meaning seems to completely change. Um, every 25 minutes or so because the first time um the son uh says 
oh, well, I have a plan. I'm going to go to this university next year after his sister um, edits the, for, uh, forges the documents. Um, right. Then... Yeah. And then, and then it's interesting because then he says, oh, so we're already into this part of the yeah. plan, I think is maybe the second time. And it's, you're thinking, oh, they have a plan. <laughs> like, at least for me, I was like, oh, they have a plan? I didn't know they had a plan. I just thought they were sort of falling into this. So, yeah, that's definitely the, that's like the, uh, a marker in the movie that's saying, oh, yeah, by the way, this, it's not just like this little uh, one person's going to be in. It's, we're all going to be in this house before you know it. Um, and then, yeah, the dad talking about um, having a plan. And it, it's it's sad because it's like he he tries to help them as they are descending. I'm sure there's a name for the stairs, the stairs to nowhere, or the stairs to, but they're descending down these everlasting stairs, which is one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Just that when they're walking through the subway and it's just this long, all these long shots of them going down and down and down, and it just those are that's one of the moments where in, in the middle of the movie where I just feel like wow like this is just mm -hmm. it feels epic and just terrible and um and you're also like what's going to happen now you know um but the dad kind of just seemingly to try to be the dad and to take charge is like i you know don't worry guys don't worry mm -hmm. I, I i have a plan i'm thinking i don't know if he has a plan but they kind of at least accepted that at that right. point right but very quickly after that, you know, they're wading through literal <laughs> shit and, you know, lighting cigarettes on top of exploding toilets. And, you know, they're uh, the very little, you know, personal possessions that they own are being, you know, destroyed. Um, he you know after that he he's broken that's like that's when he really is is broken it, it seems to me and and basically he's saying says you know the best yeah. plan is not to have a plan um, and and to me that really is like he doesn't really believe that because he just they've tried to have a plan before but he it's like now he knows like look we we have this but it's it's gone all things the things that have just happened in the last you know five hours have proven what i basically knew from my life up to this point that to plan is to think that we're going to plan and then get somewhere from a plan is right. folly really you know um and at that point and that was one of the things for sure that was different for me as i the more times i watch it is the first time when the dad takes that dramatic action he takes i was a i was shocked but definitely by the fourth time it didn't surprise me at all and not just because i saw it but it, it made more sense to me it was more than just like the guy making a, a, a you know the motion that something smells bad it, it was really building and 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 one of the signs of it was when he's laying there on the cots, you know, surrounded by all these other people who have been destroyed by rain. Meanwhile, other people way up high in the hills are sitting pretty and having only to deal with little, you know, rambunctious boys who want to be out mm -hmm. in, you know, teepees 
in the rain. Um, right. So yeah, I think the plan definitely is, it was a key part of the story. And yeah, that was, it was very sad when he's saying that, like, yeah. you know, there is no plan. And I guess too, at the end, the boy has a plan, this, this plan he's creating, he's writing this plan to his dad and this, the, like one of the all time brutal ending to me, mm. brilliant, brutal endings of a movie, which is just where it's like the lights go out and you're just like, yes, yep. oh God. Mm. But, uh, but it, it, you know, it couldn't have been any other way, but I, I, I love, and I've, I have read about how, you know, the director was like, I knew it, I, I, it couldn't be any other way, but to kind of like show this story of what, you know, he's imagining could happen, this plan he has, but that plan is never going to happen. And everything that's happened the last like two hours and 10 minutes of the movie has said yep. it's never going to happen. Uh, and so to, to show like what could have been if he had been a different person, if he had a better like opportunities in life, maybe he, you know, in a different world, you know, he could have, the son could have risen to do what he says he's going to do. But in his circumstances, there's no, no possible, it's just not going to happen. And instead he's like, you know, left in the semi-basement. Yep. The socks are still on the cage there. You know, it's just, it's nothing's changed except they've lost their sister. I mean, his sister and, it's just yeah totally brutal you know and there really is no hope there's like, there's no hope at all like really um and his dad i I've, i just read something recently about during these times it is really like it, you can see in the eyes of it's a very lonely movie and that i mean truly like the dad and the son just are both so alone you know just so alone yeah it's like, wow but just the whole, the whole setup of how, I mean, uh, opening that possibility of, of, of like, of course, that's where he's going to end up, but it being so perfect that no one would know he's there and that they, they keep that, like the fact that the housekeeper has cut the, you know, surveillance cameras, the fact that the architect didn't want to tell anybody about it because he was ashamed in some way. So, I mean, just all those little pieces where you like, there's no holes, you know? no one would know he's there. And that's the only way he really would have been able to escape is to go into this, like descend into hell, yeah. you know, basically. That's... And have a lower existence yes. than he yep. even had before. That's the only way yeah. you can survive. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think we can't, we can't record this podcast without talking about the historic, well, all the historic wins, but specifically historic Oscar win for Best Picture, um, because a foreign yes. is it specifically foreign language? I think yeah, foreign language film has never won Best mm -hmm. Picture until Parasite, right? Um, yes, which was oh, felt so good. I mean, for me, I can't I can't imagine how it felt it for did. Um, so many other people who've been waiting for something like this for so long. Right. Um, right yeah it was the most excited i've been watching the oscars since i was rooting for falling slowly <laughs> to win best song. I mean, that was like the last time i remember like cheering when something 
really like I was like, oh, it'd be so great if it won, you know, because probably all the things right. that I wanted to win didn't yeah. win, you know, in all that time. It's been quite a while now, but um, yeah, it was that I was truly rooting for it, and yeah, it was, you know, obviously I feel like it was well deserved, and um, you know, Bong Joon Ho was yes hilarious and brilliant, and you mm-hmm. know, deprecating and. Uh, so that was all just like a perfect yes. night for sure. And I, Maybe some day actors will also start getting I nominated so. that deserve to be nominated. You know? Yeah. And that's, and that's Bong, the next thing. He said but, himself that yeah. he's defined this as a quote, actor's movie. Um, and they didn't get mm-hmm. nominated for anything, which is so ridiculous. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the Academy's not quite ready to go there, I guess. But, I mean, yeah, you watch, like, I've seen it four times now, and, yeah, the performances are wonderful, right? I mean, yeah, every every single performance is just just beautiful, you know? So, or harrowing or, like, the housekeeper, she's great, right? I mean, she was, what a great performance. I, I just little, you know, little things like the scene with her and her husband where they, there's a, a, a quick flash to when they were in the mm-hmm. house together, right? When holding up the, the family, right? It's it, just this tiny little moment where they're dancing above ground. Um, it, it's just this like tiny thing that he put in, but it helps you understand mm-hmm. like, also they were different people at one point I, too, uh... right? You know? So, Yeah. But if, yeah, uh, it's definitely a few of them and should have been. If it were up to me, um, yeah. I mean, yes. several of the actors in that ensemble would have gotten nominated. But I think my choice for winner for that year might have been, uh, for Best Supporting Actress, might have been Park So Dom. Um, she's brilliant. Yes. Um, she was, she was so, awesome. Just mm-hmm. totally transformed. Yes. She's yes. like basically playing two different characters, and they're both executed to perfection mm-hmm. um and yes yeah. that's yes. she it's she kind of holds it all together like kind of straddling both worlds you know they they make a point of that in the movie itself mm-hmm. but she the actor herself yeah. executes that very well well yeah. one yep. thing I, I wanted to ask you about is you've said before and when we were in the car after we saw it um that this is a you would call this a quote perfect movie um and how would you define a perfect mm-hmm. movie and how does how do you think parasite fits into that definition <clears throat> well I've, i feel like i've said mm-hmm. a lot of it so but bear with me I'll, I'll if i repeat myself but for me there's just certain movies that as i watch them like I'm just loving it, enjoying it. And oftentimes they just take a turn where you're like, ah, yeah, that was really good. But, uh, you know, yeah, I really liked it. And that's how kind of you feel about it. But for me, movies like Parasite, um, it's like, like I said, each scene builds on the next and it, it carries you deeper and deeper into this world where you're completely like immersed and then for the shift that it takes and then 
the acting is great the the direction um but just where you then when you when you like first of all you want to watch it again like mm-hmm. i wanted to watch it right away which i did you know three times within like a week because there are so many little easter egg type things there's so many little subtle not really easter egg but just subtle things that you didn't notice the first time or even things that were right in your face that you didn't notice because you were looking for something else like i talked about um to the where you get to the very end and there's just for me like there's just nothing wrong there's only good things about it. there's nothing that's not like a part where you're like yeah but what about that it's like just every single mm-hmm. moment and element works and it just it's a movie that can just really surprise me mm-hmm. but doesn't it feels the surprise is earned right um and it and it's diff it just mm. it was and also i love to be in a story that i don't know a lot about like it was you know um but also to me like the movies i love really i mean i i love all kinds of movies i have there's a place in my love for movies for like a few good men to you know like um like movies that are good but not great right i mean just um i love raiders of the lost ark like i talked about i love amelie um do the right thing. Silence of the Lambs. There's like all these movies that I love. There's movies um, the when you just are in this place where you're just immersed and you don't want the movie to end. And then when it does, you want to see it again. Um, and you want to share it with other people, you know, um, <laughs> and see what they think and try not to be obnoxious and like mm-hmm. be the guy who just talks about, you know, the movie all the time. Yeah, um, and I, I think yeah, that's... that's a lot of that's a lot of what it is. You know, it to me, I guess what I was trying to say is like it's. I love a movie. It's like very much like an art artistic yes. endeavor, but it's also really entertaining. And so to have those two pieces, like I can like a really arty movie, and I can like a really just you know meat and potatoes. Like this is here to entertain you. That's that's great. I love both those kind of movies. Um, but when they're put together when there's a movie like says we're going to offer lots of symbols, but it, it it doesn't feel like, you know, like obtuse. It's like, yeah, I get it. I can understand what he's trying to say, but it's, it's at the same time, it's subtle, but massively like compelling. Exactly what movies should be. And I, that's one thing that I found recently that I just love is in, in any sense. um, And, stories that can trick us into thinking Mm -hmm. that we're watching something solely for entertainment or um, that's just a fun, easy ride and then Mm -hmm. tricks us into, you know, like with Parasite, it's a story about so many things, but the horrors of late stage capitalism and that you can start a movie that you think, Oh, this is going to be fun. It's going to be kind of, maybe kind of slapsticky. I don't know. And then it's so, so tragic yeah, yeah. <laughs> well <clears throat> yes yes it makes you feel it's it's um one thing i guess is it's really dark and hard right but not depressing like i felt uplifted by the experience like callie was saying to me why would you watch it? She's like, yeah, it was good, but why would you watch that four times? And I was like, because it's so good 
because yes, the story itself, yeah. you are left like with a gut punch, but at the same time uplifted by just how yeah. I think this is a movie that great just reminds me of how great movies can be. That when I, you know, when you watch a bunch of bad movies in a row, or maybe you're just not, I don't yes. know, in the headspace, um, that movies this great, they can exist and they do occasionally. Um, and just my last question was you, yes. you told yes. me that this movie kind of helped you maybe like re spark your love for, yeah, talk about that a little bit. Yes. Well, I've loved movies for a long time. You know, I had one year like in the mid 90s before mm-hmm. I was married and had kids where I think I watched like 107 movies or something. And, um, you know, I was the arts and entertainment editor for the newspaper at Bellevue Community College. It was Bellevue Community College back then. Um, so, you know, I've always been into like movies and I wrote for the Western Front in college and um, done movie reviews and and I've always liked to like, you know, look at lists of the best movies of all time and, and watch them and see what I think and wonder, you know, sometimes think yes, or like, <laughs> oh, I want to watch that movie with the person who said it was so great, because I think they're crazy or, you know, like, um, you know, yeah. I've watched, watched, used to watch Siskel and Ebert when I was like, you know, nine years old when they're long, when they were on PBS, you know, like a long time ago. Um, and just was always interested in movies but also just reading about movies and you know watching what people thought about movies and talking to other people about movies um so that's always been part of who i am for a long long time um but it, you know at times when i've been lonely or sad or you know um whatever it is movies are definitely one of the things that that are there for you when when you need them um and then just, uh, it's not like it's gone away totally, but just, you know, partly, honestly, seeing how interested and how, you know, passionate you are, it's been a fun way to connect with you. Um, just hearing you talk about it has re- has reminded me of like the way I have felt more close than, closer to you than, than um, I have before. Like, I, I haven't mm-hmm. felt that way about movies. Pro- maybe never like you have, but I used to feel a lot closer than to that than I have, you know, in the last few years, but just talking to you and thinking about it and hearing some of the movies you and going <laughs> to see movies. And even some of them, I didn't yeah. like as much as you, but it's fun just to go and talk about them. But, you know, and then I, but that it's like that to me, that's all part of it. It's like, I, you know, right. like it, I don't have to love every movie. Like people don't have to like the same things. And, and sometimes yeah. that can even drive you crazy or, or, but it also can give you perspective you know, to think, okay, I love that movie and that, or I will love the movie and I didn't, and that's okay. Right. And it goes on for every person you talk to. Like we all have different opinions of, of movies. And um, so just Parasite was sort of like the culmination of that in some ways. And so just even in, that's been basically right around three months from, from when I saw it, I just definitely have tried more like arty movies movies that you've talked about or that i've read about um and you know we've gotten yeah um, different subscriptions where we can watch older movies um, halcyon will watch well she'll try movies with me you know some of them i've watched recently and i'm like 
it is that thing like, well, yeah, like I know people love that one. Um, but I don't, I know why people love it, but I don't think it's that great. And being okay with that, not being like, just, you know, having to adhere to what the critics say, you know, um, I'm trying to be more open to that. Just a little like what I like, you know, um, like we watched Love and Tura the, not that long ago. And I was just like, yeah, I understand why people thought it was brilliant, but it <laughs> That's just, understandable, yeah. for me, it was sort of like, I just want to say whatever, you know, <laughs> be okay with that, you know? Um, but then, you know, watch like, yeah. like leave no trace, like I talked about uh, and love that movie, you know, and just, it just hit me just a perfect way. And um, so uh, yeah, and and watch and like I said, Halcyon will watch. A we lot have of these to talk about that. Movies. We watched Moonlight Literally. together the other day, and it just yeah. So that's a, yeah. As a second, watch Moonlight, and and I just like oh yeah, yeah, it is. It gets yeah, it gets better. I liked Moonlight better the second time um, when I saw it. So yeah. yeah. Well, that is great yeah. to hear. Yeah. So, Thank you so yeah. much for coming on the podcast. Um, I hope that we are able to start watching movies together welcome. soon. I've I've got a little mental list of ones that we've talked about or um, we're both mutually interested in or we got to watch some Bergman. That's my yeah. Yes, well, absolutely. Uh, and also, I need to go to see a movie in the theater with you and other people because you know the last movie I saw in the <gasps> theater is right. No, oh god, it's Cats. <laughs> Yeah, we got to undo that. Thankfully, I ended up seeing uh, The Invisible Man a couple days after that, right before we even um, (laughs) got shut down. So I'm not in the same boat Ah. as you, but still, yeah, we got to we got to fix that. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's ridiculous. We do well. (laughs) I think that'll that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, We will see you next time.